It feels like it's been a long time, but we're back again. And on this episode, I will once again be carrying out a solo review. It's my intention next month to return to the theme of Season 4 of Chronicle, with guest hosts joining me, picking their choice of a European horror movie to discuss on the show. But rather than leave you with another month without content, I thought, let's bring it back and let's do something fun. And that's what you're going to get. On this episode, we turn our attention to a little Spanish horror gem. This one here is Horror Express. My name's Duncan McLeish. You're listening to Chronicle Podcast, an almanac of old world horrors. Ignition. T minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Liftoff. Two million years in these subterranean caves, a creature of superhuman evil was entombed in a wall of ice, waiting to be free, waiting to live again. Travel with us on a journey into a world where nightmare becomes reality. Two million years ago. Got out of that crate, killed the baggage man and put him in there. Yes, I am. It's alive. It must be. Travel with us, if you dare, on the Horror Express. Search the train and find it, whatever it is, and destroy it. But if it's alive... I want this kept quiet. I don't want to panic the passengers. The malignant power of this creature is indestructible, transferring its force from mind to mind, from body body. Beast is not dead. I put four bullets into him. You think evil can be killed with bullets? Satan leaves. The animal that you shot was only the host. It's alive in someone on this train. You saw his eyes. One look at them and you're dead. Anything that moves near that door, kill it. Run, run for your life. Hide, but you can't escape. No one can stop the fury and the terror of the Horror Express.
And welcome back to a brand new episode of Chronicle Podcast. This is season four, episode number eight. I'm your host, Duncan McLeish. Now, in Chronicle Podcast, we look exclusively at European horror cinema. Generally, it's done each season by theme of subgenre or topic. And this particular season, season four, was brought to fruition with the simple idea that I would get other people on and rather rock solo for you guys we do it as a duo now the last episode and this episode have seen that kind of fall apart a little bit something i'm not proud of and something that i will aim to rectify next month but i thought let's do something fun scram the movie that we did last month was a relatively somber affair um very very hard-hitting very dark very disturbing plenty to talk about very heady very art house but Every now and again, it's good to just cut loose and do something a bit more fun. And few movies are as fun, bonkers, and at times completely over the top as Horror Express from 1972, which is a movie we'll be discussing here. Before we go any further though, just a reminder, this episode is on the Teapots Collective feed. There are other shows that you can find on the Teapots Collective feed, so if you're only tuning in to listen to Chronicle, then roll the dice and check out one of the other shows we're releasing. We also have Doing the Nasty, which is a video nasty exclusive podcast. This season, season two, we're doing the tier three video nasties. We're at almost the the two thirds mark through the list, so a good time to jump in. But if you go through the archives, the entire back catalogue of Doing the Nasty, which covers the tier one and tier two, are available there for you as well. We also have Opera Omnia, which is about to start this week anyway, its fourth season as well. Opera Omnia is a podcast that exclusively looks at the movies or the filmography of a single director each single season. Ergo, Opera Omnia. Um... This season, the one that's about to start, we're looking at Alex Garland, the English filmmaker and writer, whose three movies we'll be covering with our resident guest host, Justin Patrick, aka JP Shots. He'll be joining us to do his movies starting this month with his debut feature, which was Ex Machina. So that is where we're going with that. There's also Where to Begin With, which is an interactive podcast with you guys, the listeners. Every season there, I pick a theme. And I then select 10 movies around that theme that I think are a best place to start to get into. There's always well-known, well-trodden films. There's some that are off to the side and there's obscure gems as well throughout the season. And what I do is I review them and then the following month I review the next movie. But in that time period, you go away and watch the previous movie and you submit your reviews in. So it continues to work its way through in the most pleasurable way. So there's where to begin with. Opera Omnia and Doing the Nasty also on this feed. Please check out and support those shows as well. But let's get back to it. Let's discuss Horror Express, directed by Gugino Martin. Now, he goes under the name Gene Martin for this one, which does make him sound a little bit like a like a Bond villain, you know, Gene Martin. Or or like a like a like a gumshoe detective and like a like a 1920s pulp. P.I. book. Um, 
he had quite an illustrious career, uh, like generally just a, like a work body director, covering everything from suspense and mystery through to uh, a little bit of Satan in the movies and did some TV and, and kind of worked his way through. This one is a really interesting um, movie because it has like a huge stellar cast of the time. You're bringing in the likes of Christopher Lee. You're bringing in Peter Cushion. You are, of course, bringing in, uh, of the time period, certainly, uh, someone who was maybe known for, for Who Loves You, Baby. Teresa Vallis is also in this one here. Granted, isn't it until much later on and isn't he almost farcical role, but Alberto de Mendoza is in this one. Uh, Sylvia Tortosa. Uh, Julio Pena. Uh, Angel De Pozo. Uh, Jose Jappe. Uh, Victor Israel, other other people in here, but we have like like a, a good stellar cast here for this one, and on the surface, this one kind of plays out almost a little bit like a kind of cross between like a Brundlefly version of like a Hammer horror production of like a Sherlock Holmes mystery and at like an Amicus horror. Um, I'm thinking Doctor Terror's Train of Horrors. Um, Along those lines, the synopsis is listed on IMDb for this movie is while travelling on the Trans-Siberian Express, an anthropologist and his rival must contain the threat posed by the former's cargo, a prehistoric ape, which is the host for a life form that is absorbing the minds of the passengers and the crew. Think the thing, but before the thing. And uh, yeah, it's like an ape-like creature that's dug up and it's placed in a box um, and its eyes glow red and then it can assume the form of other people and yeah, it melts their eyes so their eyes basically turn white and they bleed from their eyes and they die when they, they stare into it so never look into the eyes of this creature a few things like stand out prominently about how this movie actually ends up working surprisingly well because um, a lot of what I mentioned there kind of sounds very serious this is a very difficult movie to... Uh, to do the old uh, seriousness on because there are so many moments where your eyes kind of roll a little bit but what you would find um, is Christopher Lee once again reuniting with Peter Cushion to do the main role infamously Peter Cushion's wife had just passed away and he was considering pulling out the project and I think Lee being like maybe Cushion's best friend had had kind of persuaded him as a, a kind of distraction from basically going home and living in a house without his wife to stay and actually do the movie together, which subsequently Cushion said, you know, kind of saved him. You know, he really wanted to to do the movie. He was obviously bereft at the time, but having an opportunity to get involved, get something actively occupying his mind in some small way, shape or form actually helped him. Um, yeah, like so, so. You you have that element. You have the, the the like amazing combination of Lee and Cushing, right? So you you're instantly in in safe hands here. And they're playing these two characters that are kind of against each other. They both want the scoop. They both want the credit for this kind of prehistoric ape. And neither one of them, because they are rational scientific men, believe in the idea of evil, which you're then contrasted against with the the events that are happening and the orthodox priest who is on this train, very Rasputin-esque, by the way, kind of love the imagery, um, 
And he does this great thing in the movie as well, as showing evil, where basically a cross can lie anywhere. Anywhere at all. Like, on this ground here, you can draw a cross. That's the power of God. And he gets his chalk out and he draws it on the concrete ground. And see, here is the power of God. But um, where the devil resides, it will not draw. And then he goes to draw on the box with the, you know, the, the fossil. And it won't draw. And even at that point, Christopher Lee's like, this is a parlor trick, you know. <laughs> Let's be honest here, we're scientists. This is a parlor trick. There's no such thing as quote-unquote evil. There isn't, there isn't, you know, the actions of things that are, are malicious and not. So we have that aspect in the background. It's kind of a little bit like Murder on the Orient Express as well, which kind of feels like it's a combination of all those factors together. You have all these well-to-do affluent characters on a train and they're being picked off. And it's a case of who is the killer. But in the case of this one, the killer is actually a creature that is able to assume the shape and body of other people. So thus making it the ultimate killing machine. Terry Savalas shows up very late in this movie as like a kind of lead Cossack. It's a very bizarre role because he's the who loves your baby accent while he's supposed to be like a like a Russian military leader. It, it's, it's all very confusing. But once again adds to the charm in the movie overall. Um, apparently, if you believe the, the legend and the rumour around this movie, Savalas pretty much improvised his lines, which kind of makes sense. I can't imagine someone trying to write the, the dialogue for a Russian character and, uh, you know, doing things like, you're here. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't make, doesn't make a lot of sense here at all. Um, I, I think the thing about it as well is, like, this is just pre- um, Kojak, I think Kojak's the year after this or two years after this and you already get the feeling that Savalas is trying to work out some of those kinks he might seem like an odd choice for for you know this sort of role but then you have to remember he'd worked with Bava the year before I think Lisa and the Devil 70, maybe 72 actually so maybe the same year so he's, he's in and around this territory doing stuff and that's kind of cool in itself uh, I think that, you know, it, it makes me smile when I see it. You also have just, like, a good old-fashioned, like, romp pacing through here. It, this movie never really slows down. There are plenty of scenes where characters are sitting talking, but it never at any point slows things down. If anything, we're really kind of setting up a distraction to another death that's about to happen so our characters can try and get to the bottom of this. And the more that people start to play off each other, for this, you know, amazing find of science, uh, whether it's the, you know, the, the kind of doctor woman character who gets to the point where she's like, you know, if you just get me an eye, um, like I could be famous. This is like a scientific artifact that we really, really need. I think all those things are kind of cool because it almost is their greed that's leading them to their demise. Like you, look, you need no, you don't even need to worry when you have a movie with uh, Kushner and Lee performing against each other, they are like on point all the way through this. And there's a, a bit of cattiness and a bit of bitchiness between the two characters, which is a ton of fun to watch as well. Um, what was surprised about this movie is obviously it's like it's a Spanish movie um, or Spanish funded anyway. But like to me, you would think these sort of movies would have an inbuilt audience. Like I mentioned before, it's kind of like this, a mulgram of of hammer horror and amicus, 
but with a like a sprinkling of the continental on it. So you would think no brainer, but actually this movie didn't really do that well, uh, especially in Spain. Um, kind of, it, it did the rims on TV, and that's where it started to pick up its kind of its kind of inbuilt fandom. But like when it was released upon its original release, it didn't it didn't perform nearly as well as many people actually thought. It was gonna. So I think that in itself is kind of amusing because you would think of the time period, people are just used to this sort of horror, so it will do well, and it, and it doesn't. Um, it's uh, it's surprisingly well written. Like the dialogue's crisp and sharp, and it feels like I say for the most part of the time and of the era. There are certain occasions, Terrence Valls, I'm looking at you, uh, where things go a little bit off the rails. And that's fine. You know, I'm not, you're not going to get too angry about something like that. It, it is what it is. It's got a wonderful score as well. Um, it's one of those scores that just perfectly kind of fits to the movie. Uh, doesn't go over the top in any way, shape or form, but just just lands. Um, and like I say, great pacing as well. You're talking, what, an hour and 30 minutes for this one? So it knows what it's trying to do. It gets and gets out. You get a lot of a hand clearly wearing a, a furry glove and a red eye and that's all you need of the of the actual creature itself you need no more and that and that works for it and as more ridiculous as it gets with some of the concepts about like Russian nobility I, the more I kind of enjoy it um, I, I find myself just really it's a fun movie this is one of these ones that it's not trashy fun but it's not like incredible fun either it sits somewhere in that realm of deeply enjoyable because of its entertainment and 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 nothing really much else it's definitely worth your time if you if you went through your whole life thus far not seeing horror expressing you need to rectify that arrow video put out an incredible uh, blu-ray of this one so you can check out and you should it's a little bit gruesome when it wants to get gruesome um, it's a little bit gnarly when it wants to get gnarly it's also incredibly campy when it wants to get campy and I love that visual of the old uh, the old white eyes with the blood rolling out them it's kind of it's kind of somewhere from like an idea like the beyond and, and kind of onwards and then you get you get just great character portrayals here like just, one once again like you're spoiled in this movie with some Christopher Lee and some Pierre Cushion. Like, absolutely spoiled. So yeah, you should totally check it out. Um, and if you're one of the ones that have seen it, but you maybe haven't seen it in a while, shove it on. Like, it's, it's easily accessible these days, and there's no reason for you not to watch it. So there we go. Horror Express was the movie we were discussing on this episode. Um, yeah. A, a ton of fun who would have thought it? a movie that I've seen many times before and sat down and watched today just proved to be a joy and a delight I love it when that happens it's not one of these ones that you sit down and watch again you're like oh no you just smile and sometimes there's a place even in horror for a movie that makes you smile you're listening to Chronicle Podcast stay with us And you've been listening to Chronicle Podcast. This has been season number four, episode number eight, with a solo review looking at Horror Express, a movie that is well worth your time if you've not seen it in a while. And if you've never seen it before, time to fill out that blank space in your heart that you didn't know you had for Horror Express. Like I said a intro, that is the intention of this series for the remaining episodes of which there are four to get hosts back on. Looking beyond that, Chronicle Podcast has no season five 
really planned in the future so I have not decided fully what we're doing with that yet. If people enjoy the format of guest hosts then maybe it just becomes a regular thing and we ditch the seasons altogether and do a once a month European horror movie club where someone comes on and discusses a European horror movie with me. I kind of like that idea and that might be the way we're heading but I'm not going to promise anything. There will be a break though between season four and whatever comes after. There's four episodes remaining which means four guest hosts to join me and four European horror movies for us to discuss. So please keep your eyes out and also if you're listening to this episode and you think that you want to be part of what we're doing here as long as you've got a good microphone and an idea of what movie you want to discuss reach out to me and we'll get things in motion. This show is part of the Phenomenal Teapots Collective. I can say that because I'm in charge of it and I'm on every episode of every show that's on it. The Teapots Collective is a group on a sister feed from the podcast Under the Stairs of shows that talk about other things that I don't get to talk about on the podcast Under the Stairs. Subscribing is the best way to make sure you don't miss any content. You also get the rich back catalogue of all the episodes of all the shows I've done thus far. So please subscribe to this. You can also join us on Facebook if you want, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash chronicle podcast to get involved with the conversation over there. It is a very quiet Facebook group page and I'm hoping in time where we pivot more seriously into conversations about European horror movies that it picks up. If it doesn't and you just like being there to know when the shows drop, that's cool as well. This episode of Chronicle Podcast was written, recorded and produced by me, for you. Join me next month when I'll be joined with a brand new guest host and we sit down and do another European horror movie for your listening pleasure. I haven't booked the guest yet and I'm kind of hoping it's a movie I've never seen before so time will tell to see where it lands. But before we go, remember this. The monsters were never under my bed because the monsters were inside my head. I fear no monsters for no monsters I see because all the time the monster has been me. You've been listening to Chronicle Podcast, an almanac of old world horrors. Until the next time. Ignition. T minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1.